Welcome to the Brand Party Podcast. I'm your host, Christine from CL Designs. If you know me, execution and getting shit done is my middle name. This podcast will energize you to invest in your brand in new ways. Join me for tips, insights, and actions you can take to make your brand a priority in your business. My guests and I deliver honest, to-the-point advice you can implement right away. Your brand is worth celebrating. It can be fun, and I'll show you how. Let's get this party started. Sarah Taylor is the owner of Fitness by Sarah Taylor, personal trainer, former Miss Plus Canada, plus-size model, blogger, and motivational speaker. Sarah openly shares her journey of surviving abuse, self-hatred, and sadness to thriving in a place of joy and self-love to give other women hope that they can to overcome anything and see beauty in themselves. She has learned that being an athlete has no size and her mission is to help women on their journeys to live their best lives, body, mind, and soul. As a plus-size woman most of her life, she knows what it's like to walk into a gym, feel intimidated, not know what to do, and wanted to make a safe space for women to feel comfortable in the gym, build their strength and their confidence in and out of the gym so they can live their best lives. She owns a boutique studio downtown Toronto and offers online video-based programs. Well, thank you so much, Sarah, for joining the Brand Party podcast today. I wanted to dive in and ask you, how does Brand Party resonate with you? I think for me, given that my brand is my name, it's always a party. So <laughs> I think branding has been a challenge, but it's also been really exciting because my brand is based on me. I've kind of been able to decide what I want to do. I feel like it's, it can be fun and you get to make it what you want. And on the flip side of that, what would you say to those who feel overwhelmed by their branding and design challenges right now? When it comes to not even just branding, but anything in life is you have to be authentic to you. So I think if you can figure out what you love, what you enjoy, and what feels natural to you, that's where you should go to start. And if down the road you refine your branding or whatever else it is in life, then you do that. But start with what feels good and where you feel at peace. Yeah, absolutely. Stop resisting the things that you're naturally already drawn to. Like when I started, what I did didn't exist. There's no roadmap for what I do. It's very few, if any, other gyms, for example, that are plus size women, I've had to create my entire own lane, right? Mm -hmm. So you just kind of have to go with what feels good and keep going after that. And if something doesn't feel good, stop, reassess and go from there. Good rule of thumb for sure. And so during the time of this episode, how long have you been running your business now for and what are some of the things that you wish you knew when you were first starting out that people don't tell you. Sarah Taylor's journey has been in business for almost about five years. Fitness by Sarah Taylor has been as of this week, two years, Um, like the second part of my brand. I think the one thing that I wish I knew and somebody told me was to take my time in leaving my day job. I think I left a little too soon and at this point have been without an income for 15 months. And the stress of that has been beyond overwhelming. Do you feel like it's driven you because you don't have that security blanket as like a lot of people call it to really drive and motivate you to find the money, but also find that community? 
No, because I, regardless of whether I have finances or not, I'm motivated. And I have like, even in a career working for somebody else in my previous life, I've always been the one who had the strong work ethic. So it's not driven me anymore. At this point, I have to figure out how to keep going with what I do have. Yeah, absolutely. And so how have you found these people along the way that support you as well? A lot of it came from my own like self-love journey. Like my tribe, as I call it, is really, really small. Part of what I had to do in terms of my own personal healing was to put up boundaries and have people in my life who contributed positively. And then I think being in that space of on this journey to self-love and being somebody who is so determined, I attracted the similar type of people. I think that if I didn't have my support team, I wouldn't be able to do what I do. And then I think because of the different things that I've done and being open and vulnerable has allowed me to meet a lot of other people in the business space, for example, that have added to what I do. And because a lot of what I do is like really motivational, it resonates with a lot of people. So it attracts people to be like, how can I help? Like even my own clients are like, we want to do whatever it takes to like, make sure you can still stay around. And how can we help build your brand? And we're so thankful for you. So it's, I've been able to have all the help in so many different ways, personally, business wise, my own clients, all of that kind of stuff. Yeah. And what really resonated with me when I first came across you, both on Instagram and getting to meet you in person, it was such a great feeling of being able to see your positive attitude and that like fierce realness and a reminder to truly love the skin that you're in on all aspects, no matter what platform I saw you at. And it's truly really powerful to see your values emulated in that way. And mindset is everything in this entrepreneurial journey and the reality is, is that it's not always sunshine and rainbows but what do you do to keep a positive mindset when it gets inevitably hard there's several things so sometimes for me i just need to have like time with my girlfriends my best friend who i call my purpose me um, i've actually been talking with her most of the afternoon she encourages me when it's really tough i have to like because stress is high i have to make sure i'm sleeping Working out is a very big part of it, obviously. Eating healthy, so making sure I'm fueled and I'm not not eating and I'm not having things like, for me, I can't have too much sugar or too much dairy because then I just don't feel well. So it's like those kinds of things. Also for me, my faith is a really big part of my life. So making sure I have that time to start my day, reading my Bible, praying, journaling, all that kind of stuff. And journaling is a really big part of it so that I can like flush out how I'm feeling. I also talk about my feelings a lot. <laughs> Very big thing. And time with my family. Are there certain journal prompts that you always are like your no fail that you always come back to when you just need a good brain dump? No, I'm so basic when it comes to journaling. My journaling is kind of like my prayers and it's almost yeah. like I'm talking to God. And that's mm -hmm. just how I journal. Um, and it's always been like that for me. I'm not, I'm not super structured with it. I, it just doesn't work for me. For me, I just need to like, well, just get it out. Yeah. And I don't have a filter because it's not like I'm telling somebody something. Mm -hmm. so. That's a great lens to be in for sure. Like I've seen some other people do journaling that's prompted and I'm like, I wish I could yeah. go there. But I guess you just have to find that what works for you is what it comes down to. I'm definitely more structured. Like I don't find my ideas and stuff flow as easily as I would like to. So I just need a good starting point when it comes to journaling. Otherwise it's just going to be a blank page, unfortunately. <laughs> <laughs>
But you've been so open and sharing that you've been plus size for most of your life and that you really wanted to create a safe space for women to feel comfortable and live their best lives through their mind, body, and soul, which is such a holistic experience that people, I feel like, don't target all those different areas but focus on one or the other oftentimes. Can you share some of your experience with resilience and being able to stand in not only your worth, but the hardship in an industry that and market that isn't traditionally conditioned that way? The importance for me is when I started my journey to self-love, I started from the inside. So it was like a lot of affirmations, journaling, boundaries, all those kind of internal things. And, and it got to the place where I was like starting to feel better about who I was. And then for me, fitness was a really big part of it because then I physically felt kind of like the same way as I was feeling on inside and it mirroring them and doing them at the same time really increased my confidence as well. And it's also when I saw my entire life change. So excelling in my career, better relationships, peace of mind, less stress, less pain, all that kind of stuff. I mean, the reason the, the gym was born was because I was part of a group fitness class and I love the concept because I love being around other women, but I was the only plus size body at a place I was going to. And not necessarily trainers would shame me, but other girls in the class would. And like, I actually, my last straw was somebody asked me while we were doing planks or mountain climbers with a TRX, are you medically cleared to do this? And I was like, wow, I'm not going to swear on your podcast, but (laughs) we're going through my head. Like, are you effing kidding me? Like I have been going here for two years. (laughs) Don't ask me that question. Like, oh, I was so angry. And it was when I, then that I realized like, there has to be a space for women who look like me or who have, are at different fitness levels, whether it's because of injury or because they're plus size or they're new to fitness, whatever it is, that they don't feel shamed, whether they're modifying or they can't go as fast or they need a little bit more rest. Like there's so much joy to movement. Why don't we change the focus? So I created my own lane. <laughs> I think a lot of people expect, and I expected to get a lot of flack in the industry for it. I have not had one personal trainer be like, what are you doing to our industry? I've only gotten praise. Like I've been in a room with 300 other personal trainers and I've had people come up to me and be like, can you teach us how to be more inclusive and good for you for making a space for women who we can't even talk to because there are some women who don't want to go into a gym and be shamed again for their body because they felt shame their entire life. Maybe they don't want to lose weight. They just want to feel better. And they don't want the pressures of what society says they're supposed to look like. So instead of focusing on those, let's focus on how you feel in the moment. Let's build your confidence and strength, not just in the gym, but outside as well. Because when you can get to that place of confidence and strength, the world is your oyster. There's so many different things you can do. And that's when my life opened up. So I don't want to just focus on the physical or just the um, internal. It really is a mirroring of both and creating that own lane um, has like, there's demand for it. <laughs> yeah. And because I grew it, I can relate with my clients in a way that not a lot of people get. No, I think that story of your own journey has helped so many people and will continue, which I'm really excited for as well. But beyond the countless hours that you put into your work and the money exchange, you're really transforming these clients' lives at the end of the day. And so taking care of ourselves can sometimes end up at the very bottom of all our lists. So what would you say are your top three self-care activities or tips that you personally do to live your best life through your mind, body, soul? 
So sleep is the first one because it's usually the first thing that goes. Cause I, whether I'm teaching classes or not, it is very easy for me to work 16 to 20 hours a day. I can be on my computer doing a bunch of different things on calls, podcasts, whatever it might be, recorded content. There are endless things to do. So I have to prioritize my sleep. For me, filling up is also a really big part of how I'm going to do well because I'm constantly giving out. I have to make sure I'm getting filled up. So for me, I listen to a lot of podcasts, whether they're business related or they're faith-based, whether I'm going for a walk. I, while I'm driving, I, I listen to a lot of podcasts and reading my Bible and journaling, that kind of thing. And then working out is my biggest stress reliever. I think when it comes to like all of the stuff that we've kind of talked about, when it comes to business, there's a lot of things that people don't talk about. Um, and I think that even in the community that we belong to, I would say that there's a lot who are being more vulnerable about the conversations of it's not always sunshines and rainbows. There are no unicorns in our lives and that it is hard and it's okay to have that conversation and to find people that you can continue to have those conversations with because on the days that you're high, then you have somebody to celebrate with you. And the days that are low, you have somebody to help pick you up and remind you of your why. And I think it's important to always remember your why and that your filter should be through your why in everything you do when it comes to your business. So whether it's your branding or it's your content or it's how you deal with your clients or potential clients, how you show up in the world, um, it all comes down to that. And that regardless of what size you are, most people have issues with their bodies and the sooner you can resolve them and be at peace with them, the more you can tap into how amazing you are and the more you can accomplish in your life and live the life that you actually desire and see for yourself. And as a result, you don't just impact your life, you impact other people's lives. And I think that's the greater message. Like when I started, I was a model and Miss Plus Canada and it was, I would post pictures of me in fashion but I never wanted it to be about me because it didn't matter. <laughs> like I had gone through the journey and I had learned to love myself and it was now about helping other people do the same thing and being that authentic and saying the things that people don't talk about, I think is what attracted people to be like, Oh, she's different and be different. Ride in your uniqueness because the world needs you for who you are. Oh, I have, yeah, I have goosebumps. It's, it's so nice. <laughs> but yeah, I wanted to also dive into some rapid fire questions. Are you ready? I am. What are you currently celebrating? I just celebrated one year officially downtown in January. So having my own space with my own logo on the wall, that is a very exciting thing to celebrate. Oh, also, I guess another really big thing, I just I'm in the midst right now of my largest contract with Sportcheck. And we just hosted an event with them at our gym this past weekend. So really big, exciting things coming up. Amazing. Congratulations. It's <laughs> both, yeah, very big milestones for sure. So I can't <laughs> wait to see what you do next. And what is the number one thing that you want people to have fun with from this episode? Going with your own lane and embracing it and give it all you got because you're unique and you get to decide what it's going to look like. If what you're doing doesn't exist, give it your all. I love it. Well, thank you so much for taking the time to join in on the fun on the Brand Party Podcast, Sarah. Where can people find out more about you? Fitnessbysarahtaylor.com. All my handles on social are that, as well as sarahtaylorsjourney.com and all of my social handles underneath that as well. Thank you so much. Thanks for having me. Always on the go. Make sure to subscribe to the Brand Party Podcast so you never miss out on all of the fun.